again, everybody. This is episode five of the PlayStation Nation podcast, your one and only source for all things in the world of PlayStation Three. I am your host, Jared Johnston, known on the forums as Bad Bad Leroy Brown. You can also add me to your PSN friends list. I'm known as Maleficus, and with me tonight once again is my co-host, my partner in crime, Mr. Glenn Percival. How you doing tonight, Glenn? Mortal Kombat. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> I, okay, I will say one thing. Best video game movie ever. Ooh, I don't know about oh, that. Oh, come either. on. What what is possibly better than that? Um, boy, I'll have to get back to you on that one, but I know there is one better. Don't say Silent Hill. No, actually some people like the first Resident Evil. I didn't because that's not my type of thing, but I'm sure there's a better one out there. There really isn't. Yeah, unfortunately. Oh. Well, there was the Mario Brothers movie with Dennis Hopper as Bowser. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. That was sweet. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we're going to go ahead and jump right into today. So we've got what you've been playing first off. So, Glenn, what you've been playing? Uh, mainly a lot of old stuff. I actually talked about a little bit on my blog entry this week. Uh, playing a lot of Super Nintendo games, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, uh, R-Type Final on the PS2, which is outstanding. I can't believe I yeah, missed that, that game. that game is hard as balls. Actually, it's a little bit easier than most R-types I've played, but, man, it's so well done. Just really gorgeous, and I, I'm blown away by it. Um, Cybernator on the SNES. Uh, I've been playing... Cybernator, that was a good one. Yeah, I, I got I got the sequel that's on the Saturn. It's called Mobile Suit Linos 2, and I've been playing that a little bit as well. Uh, got is that, that a couple weeks ago. I've never even heard of that. I didn't even know it had a sequel. It's Cybernator on the Saturn, so everything is better. And ah. it's kick-ass. It's in Japanese, and there's a lot of dialogue that you, of course, can't read. But um, that one was actually courtesy of Savory Cade told me about it. I didn't even know it existed. So Good um, old Savory Cade. Thanks, Savory. Uh, that's about it. Well, I've been playing – actually, been playing some Resistance Online again with the new modes. Um, been playing a lot of Mortal Kombat 2 the last few days, of course, which we'll talk about. Um and and of course the Hot Shots golf demo. I've been trying to just hone my skills on that quite a bit. So that's that's about. Oh, and God of War two a little bit. I I was messing around with that high res mode that we'll talk about. Yeah, hopefully I'll get to that. <laughs> so uh, I've been playing uh, mainly. I've been playing the Godfather the Dawn's edition, but uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Now, if you've been reading my blog posts, I've had this recurring thing called Through the Mountains of Madness, my first MMO. Now, I decided to get to try out Final Fantasy XI. I've never really had an MMO, so I decided to get a fan. But uh, I didn't really have any options because I don't have a good PC. So my options were Final Fantasy XI on the PS2 or Final Fantasy XI on the 360. So <laughs> I didn't really have much of a choice there. Um, let me first start off by saying... Final Fantasy XI is a very prime example of why I don't like PC games, really. Because I hate patching, I hate installing. <laughs> this is, without a doubt, one of the most unuser-friendly video game experiences of my entire life. Let See, but from what... what you were writing, though, it almost seems like it's more of it's more ridiculous than any PC game I've even played. Yeah, I, I, <clears throat> I guess that it ships with version 1.0. Right. Or some, something ridiculous. So you've got to throw in two years of patches for an MMO. And they release a patch once a week. <laughs> and uh, So first you've got to download, install, and update Play Online. 
which is basically Final Fantasy XI's Xbox Live. So you get that hooked up, and then you run basically Xbox Live within Xbox Live. And that's where you have all your friends from Final Fantasy XI. You see, when you actually play it, you you actually disconnect from Xbox Live and connect to play online, which is kind of ridiculous. I've never even heard of anything like that. Huh. So then you get all your user stuff put in, and then you install Final Fantasy XI. Yeah, I'm going to say that again. Install a console game on your hard drive. You spend two hours installing Final Fantasy XI, and you literally sit there on a screen watching this little bar very slowly go to 100%. Then after that, you put in all your information again for like the fourth goddamn time, and then you update and patch Final Fantasy XI, and that takes another two hours. (laughs) And so after all that, then you go into the Final Fantasy XI menu, and then you have to put in the content IDs which is you buy your character and you fill out all your information all over again and then you manually one by one put in the game and all three of its patches one by one each one took about a half hour wow so i literally spent i'm going <clears> to <throat> estimate 8 hours getting final fantasy 11 hooked up on my xbox 360 and it was worth every minute of it wasn't it i'll get to that in a second <laughs> so and let's just forget that I had 13 gigabytes available on my hard drive, that nice 20 gigabyte hard drive on the 360. I now have four. Wow. Yeah, I was I was pretty shocked. I mean, and so I actually started playing it, and it's basically if you're going to play this game on the 360 or on the PS2, it's absolutely mandatory that you have a PS2 keyboard. I mean, you cannot actually communicate with people and get a good group if you're typing out on a QWERTY keypad on its screen. It just won't work. So you're going to have to invest in a USB keyboard. Right. And it's not very noob-friendly. I'll give it that. I, I'm a, Right now I'm a level 6 elven warrior, and uh, I'm trying to get through it, but it basically every fact or just any online thing I've read about it has all basically said you should bum money off of people. Which pisses people off probably. Yeah, I know. It's like, how you can't get anywhere in this. The game does a very poor job of telling you what to do at the start, and you know what you should be doing. Uh, there's really no kind of tutorial. There's no way to tell you how to get through the menu systems. It's just you get cheap ass shield, you get cheap ass sword. Go. You're another wandering adventurer in a world of. Hundreds of thousands of wandering adventurers. Now, are there are there a lot of people still playing that game? Uh, yeah, there is actually. There's a um, there's a very diehard community to it. I mean, it's probably it's the second most popular still after World of Warcraft, as far as like major league MMOs go. I mean, it's still huh. it's still huge in in <clears throat> Asia. I mean, it's it's kind of died down a little bit here, but it's definitely still got a big following. You'll You'll be able to find a bunch of people playing anytime you want. But right. I'm going to give it a little more time, maybe one or two more months before I give it a final verdict and how far I'm actually going to take my Final Fantasy XI playing. But uh, it's just really unuser-friendly. It, it, it's kind of like I want to enjoy the game, but the game isn't letting me. It's hindering my progress. So, and then I, then I played the Family Guy game. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was a great idea. Yeah, it's pretty repetitive. Yeah, 
I'll give it one thing. It is very funny. It is very a, funny. Original script. Uh, all the same voice actors from the show, but Mr. Belvedere's the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, but pretty repetitive. And, uh, yeah, but it, it's if you like Family Guy, it'll take like four hours to beat. Just go run it, and it's like watching a really long episode. Right. And then, and then I played the uh, new Sopranos game, Road to Respect, because I found it on sale for ten dollars. And there's a reason it was ten bucks. Yes, it was. Uh, that game is awful. Yeah, I'm. It. Oh my god, I'm a huge fan of The Sopranos. Uh, I saw the new episode on Sunday. I got all psyched up for it again. I thought I'd give this a shot, and I'm stupefied. I mean, how could you? It it pisses me off to no end that a big company like THQ can look at this just horribly broken, obviously unfinished piece of crap game. Knowing that there's actually ground for a decent game in there, and like, yeah, let's go ahead and release it now for a quick buck. I mean, it's it's disgusting. I mean, I think it came out in November, and if they would have just waited until, oh, actually, they could have waited till this week when the new season came out, and then launched it then, and they could have fixed a lot of things. Who knows what could have happened? See, now you're just you're just talking crazy talk. Nobody would be that smart in the gaming industry. Yeah, you're right. I, I guess my ideas are a little too big, I, I take it. Yeah, so you're not a marketing guy. I should be. <laughs> no, see, so you, would, you would get run out of the industry because you're, you're too much common sense. Well, I, I don't know what to do. I mean, it's, like I said, the, the writing and the storyline is actually very good. You actually play a big pussy's bastard child. Right, that's what I heard. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, so, Come on, you don't like big pussy? Well, not really. I don't like being able to throw a hot dog down there, but <clears throat> anyway, we'll move on. <laughs> all right, yeah. So that's really all that we've been playing, so uh, let's go ahead and jump right into the reviews for this week. And uh, Glenn, why don't you go ahead and start us off? Well, I'm going to talk a little bit and just a little bit about Mortal Kombat 2, downloadable for the PS3 off the PlayStation Store. $5, 248 megabytes. It is the actual How is this a quarter game. of a gig? <clears throat> I, I'm assuming that everything's uncompressed. They probably took all of the assets and com- you know, made them completely uncompressed. Also, they up- upconverted it to 720p. Not a huge noticeable difference, but it is noticeable on a bigger TV. Um, it's Mortal Kombat 2, man, and it's based on the final revision of the arcade board. <clears throat> it's got everything, and it's the sound is awesome. It blows my subwoofer away, and it's freaking Mortal Kombat 2, and we actually have a controller that has a D-pad that's usable on, like, the 360. So, <clears throat> and yeah, it does now work they, need with... to get, they need to get Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 on there so you can see what a fighting is. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> I tried it with the Hori fighting stick. Work, works perfectly. It does? Um, yeah, works perfectly. Um, I saw one of those at a GameStop. I came this close to buying one. I, You know, I love that stick a lot. It's just hard getting used to the control layout or the button layout because there's you know four across on top, four across on the bottom, and I was having a problem because you, the one thing about MK2 that I don't like is you can't customize the controls at all, and they don't on the SNES one. You know, it was always set up where the two uh, shoulder buttons were the block, and on this they just have the two top shoulder buttons as block, not the two bottom. It would make things a lot easier with that Hori fighting stick if all if all four of those buttons can be used for block. Because I basically just kind of, you know, shoot my hand over real quick to block, and I miss the one, and <clears throat> so that made it a little more difficult. Yeah, um, you can't customize the controls at all. Can't customize the controls as far as I can see. You can just go view them. Uh, works pretty well with the analog, which surprised me. The D-pad works great. 
Um, online play is hit and miss. It's peer-to-peer, which kind of makes sense for you know two-player fighting game. They need to optimize the netcode, though. Uh, there's no voice support whatsoever. But I had a couple games that were obviously with somebody with a bad connection, and it was slow as mud. I had some other matches that were perfect. Uh, ran great, and we you know we went a bunch of matches in a row. Uh, one thing you'll see online is if you beat a guy, it, it's basically when you go into multiplayer mode, it starts the game, and everybody in each person has to hit the start button. So it's almost like you're in you're at the arcade, and it it's really weird. It, it almost like goes into a different version of the emulator or something like that, where you're emulating two players instead of one with netcode on top of it or something. And what'll happen is you'll beat a guy. And they figured out very quickly that if they don't continue, if they don't hit start to continue, your streak goes away. Because, you know, in MK2, you get a streak of how many wins in a row. And that's what goes up to the leaderboard. So what happens is they let it run out. You play the computer for one round. If you win that, they hit start again. Your streak goes back to zero, and you're playing against each other again. So that's kind of cheap, and I hope they, I hope they fix that somehow. I don't know if there's a way to fix it, but... Um, I've heard about it. I've seen. I saw somebody do it to me once, and I just dropped out of the game after that. Uh, I basically said, "If you're going to do that, forget it." Um, <clears throat> I mean, overall, it's MK2. There's not much to say. If you play the arcade game, you like it. You're going to like it, especially for five bucks. I mean, I cannot believe that game is five bucks, and it's very satisfying to me that it's five bucks. I mean, you're getting the full arcade experience. Kind of takes me back a little bit. Uh, AI's tough. It's tougher than the home console versions. Usually home console versions are dumbed down a little bit. It's it's a tough game. Uh, they have it set up like a lot of Xbox Live Arcade games where you have to keep it at a certain level for the for you to be able to put your scores up on the online leaderboards. So you have to keep it at a certain difficulty, things like that. Um, I love it, though. I'm, I'm happy it came out. So I, I'd say everybody that likes fighting games, buy it. Five bucks, buy it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I've been. I'm waiting for a credit card uh, payment to go through, so I haven't been able to play it yet. But I will be getting it ASAP. Yeah, like you said. I mean, so is it's a perfect emulation. Uh, there's nothing really, no hitches about it or anything. No hitches whatsoever. It works perfect. You can actually uh, stretch the screen out if you want. Uh, it was done by Digital Eclipse that does all the 360 emulations. So, I mean, they're pretty used to doing this stuff. Uh, it doesn't have the automatic aspect ratio like a lot of the 360 games have had. But you can get in and adjust the screen. If you have a wide screen, you can stretch it out. It looks a little weird, but you can do it if you want to. Um, it's perfect, though. Every sound is in it, every graphic, uh, every frame of animation that I can see. Everything's there. All right. And which character do you use? Um, primarily Scorpion or Liu Kang. Uh, no, I was always a right-end guy. On the other day! Yeah... You can get pretty cheap with a couple of the characters. We always called Sub-Zero Cheap Zero for a reason. I mean, Sub-Zero is so easy to be cheap with, so I, I try to stay away from them because I'm an honorable gamer. Uh, well, aren't you special? I know, I try to be. All right, so final rating? Uh, as an emulation for 5 bucks, 5 out of 5. Even with the, the problems of the online, 5 out of 5. For that price, if it was 10 bucks, I might go 4 out of 5. But for 5 bucks, you cannot beat it. Yeah, especially considering that Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 on the 360 isn't the 10 bucks. Yeah. But it is a better game. Well, in your opinion. Yeah, in my opinion, <laughs> right. The too. eternal debate will continue. Yeah. We're never going to shut up about these two games. Nope. All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and jump into my part of the reviews. But before we go, 
think we've got to get a little music going. And there we go. Ah, uh, yes. And you know what that music means. Today I am reviewing The Godfather, The Dawn's Edition. This is the PlayStation 3 version of the now year-old, very popular game based on one of the greatest examples of American cinema of all time, The Godfather. This is uh, your basic GTA clone. Um, it gives you a very large open world. In this case, it's a uh, version of New York and New Jersey, actually. And the story is basically a side story to everything in the Godfather movie. Uh, basically, your, your father was killed by one of the rival families. And then on the day of Don Corleone's wedding, now if you remember, any Sicilian cannot refuse any kind of request on his daughter's wedding day. Your mother asks, asks him to uh, kind of give you a hand. You're falling in with the bad crowd, per se, so you become a, a Don Corleone's new thug, basically. And throughout the game, you're kind, of the, you're kind of the side guy. You're the guy that does certain things. Like, you're the guy who goes and kicks the shit out of the two guys who raped the Undertaker's daughter. You're the guy who puts the horse's head in the guy's, uh, in the guy's bed. You're the guy who uh, drives uh, Al Pacino's character away when uh, he goes and kills Salazzo. Michael, that's it. So, yeah, you're basically, you're not doing most of the actual parts of the movie, but you're there. So you're the guy behind the guy behind the guy. You're the guy behind the guy behind the guy, basically. You're the guy who drives uh, Don Corleone to the hospital when he gets shot, you know, and all this stuff. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it actually is. I mean, uh, when I found out that they were going to make a video game version based on The Godfather, of all things... I just thought they were going to ruin it. I mean, I didn't want to be Michael shooting Silasso, and this is a this is a good this is a good way to get around that. You know, it's still still pay homage to the movie, but kind of not piss all over it like it could have happened. Like the Sopranos game. Like the Sopranos game. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, so the main gameplay is, like I said, it's an open world game. And economics is a really big part of it. Like, one of the main things you do in the game is extortion. Like, you go through all the main five boroughs, which are Hell's Kitchen, Midtown, Little Italy, New Jersey, and Downtown. And, I mean, in Brooklyn. And you go around there, you go to different businesses like bakeries or stuff, and you say, Hey, the Corleone family wants to protect you. And they'll tell you either yes or that you can go fuck themselves. And if that happens, you can do a lot of different things. You can offer to do give them some help, um, like maybe they have a drug dealer in the back alley, go and kick his ass. Or, uh, you know, some guys, you, you know, they might need a little more ahem, persuading, so you ram his head into a cash register, and then he realizes maybe he does need a little protection. And, you, yeah, you go through the game, and you, you're just building yourself up. There's a lot more to this game than just the normal missions. I mean, if you blow through the missions, the regular Corleone missions in this game, you'll get through in about six hours. But oh, if you actually... Yeah, but if you actually take the time to level up your character and to take over New York City, it can last you way, way longer than that. Upwards of 50 or 60 hours. Hmm. There's a lot to do. Um, you can go do hits for Abe Bogota. Speaking of Abe Bogota, pretty much every major cast member is in this game. This uh, game has Marlon, B Marlon Brando's final role ever. He actually replaces his role. James Caan is in it. Robert Duvall's, Duvall. 
Duvall is in it. Um, Abe Bagot is in it. Now the only real problem, Al Pacino isn't in it. Yeah, no Pacino. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, good old Pacino isn't in it, and neither is his likeness. So Michael Corleone looks and sounds nothing like Al Pacino. But the, huh. the guy they got to do Michael Corleone, he still does a good job. And uh, you know, it's you know, what are they gonna do? You can't. It, it's kind of hard to get one of the world's greatest actors to be in a fucking video game. Well, he wouldn't do the Scar- Scarface game either. So actually, there's just... kind of a side story with that. He didn't want to do the Scarface game because he thought he was too old for it. Right. So he actually helped Vivendi, you know, create his likeness and you know get the motions down. And he actually handpicked the guy to be the voice of Tony Tony Montana. But right. that's another story. Uh, the graphics aren't good. Uh, this is a year-old PlayStation 2 game that was turned into a 360 game that still didn't look very good, but they added a few nice new explosion effects and fire effects, and they bumped up some of the character models, and that's been brought over to the PS3 with, and again, a few little minor tweaks. The character models, they actually look very good. Uh, surprisingly, the the faces and the detail are, are quite good. But still, uh, muddy textures, um, the city itself isn't very uh, full of life. Uh, the cars look like crap. There's only like eight cars. Uh, hmm. You know, it, it looks like a PlayStation 2 game that's high res. And, that sounds uh, like EA doing the bare minimum to, to get a game well, on the other platforms. That's actually really not true. I mean, they did. it does look better than a PS2 game, but they added a ton of new content for this game. First off, it's got all the new content that was in the 360 version, so you're going to get more hits, different interiors, and all that good stuff. And then you're going to get even more new interiors, even more new hits, and then you're going to get what they call the Corleone Expansion Pack in this game, where you can do all the main missions, but now they're timed. And then you can actually put your scores online to see who can who can put the horse's head in that dude's bed the fastest type situation. <laughs> and, you know, I wonder if that's gonna be a trophy in home. Head. Oh, that'd be awesome! <clears throat> Just have a horse's head floating there with blood dripping out of it. Yeah, the title could be the best piece of ass I've ever had. I had it all over the world. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so sound is pretty good. Uh, they went. And uh, made a whole bunch of new orchestral music. Sounds pretty good. Um, all the crashes sound good. The voice acting, as I said, is pretty fantastic. Um, there is no multiplayer, unfortunately. They're probably working on that in the sequel. Hit, hit, wink, wink. <laughs> but um, you're going to find a lot to like in this game. If you like The Godfather, if you like, if you read the book, if you've seen the movies like I have, it's a very good representation of the movie they like i said i i was not looking forward to this game at all but when it when i first heard it was announced but now that i've played it it's actually it's actually rather enjoyable uh it treats the movie with respect but like i said there are problems uh the shooting isn't very good the six axis control is kind of unresponsive uh basically they've added a couple of new things one of the big things about the game is hand-to-hand combat so, like, say you want to shove a guy into a certain direction, you can actually juke the six-axis controller in that direction. It works about 80% of the time. But when it doesn't work, it pisses you off. I'll bet. And you can, all... and you can throw dudes off ledges. Like, you get a guy close to a ledge, and you can just kind of juke it forward and shove him off a ledge. 
it worked. Like I said, it works pretty well, but it feels kind of tacked on. But it... that's what I've heard too. Is that people said it, it feels kind of tacked on, and you know my my feelings about that kind of thing. So it's probably better than using the Wii remote to do everything, like in the Black Hand Edition version. Yeah, the shooting is not good. It's not really fun. <laughs> um, it's kind of basic. You can move your reticle around to aim a dude in the head, but uh, the targeting's kind of off. You'll sometimes lock onto dead bodies that you've already shot. It's kind of hard to lock onto other characters. Uh, you can get shot and die real, real quick, depending on what happens to you. Right. Uh, it's difficult. It's This game is not easy. It is not an easy game. And I kind of like that, but some of the control issues do kind of bog it down a little bit. So, overall, if you like The Godfather, if you like open-world games like GTA then uh, definitely give this one a look. I'd say other than Grand Theft, out of all the GTA clones I've played, this is probably the best one. Huh. And, uh, yeah, so it's a definite 4 out of 5 if you like this kind of thing. But uh, if you don't, then stay away. All right. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and move on to the news. I want you to go ahead and take this first story away because we got a bit of a doozy. Yeah, this well, yeah, it is. Uh, the twenty, or it's being reported that the PS3 twenty gigabyte version is officially dead in the United States. Uh, I want to just point. <clears throat> didn't it piss you off last week? We taped this episode. Yeah. Week, and literally the day after we taped it, and the day the episode went up, we had a story. Rumors afoot that the 20 gigabyte miles out the door. Yeah, and I said at that time, and I'll say it again. It's a dumb idea, in my opinion. Um, with the 20 gig version, you were giving somebody an option to get a pretty comparable system to the, to the 360 Elite for $20 more, and you got a Blu-ray player on top of it. Uh, I don't know. You know, they said that the uh, sales ratio was about 10 to 1, 60 gig to 20 gig version, which. I don't know if that's true. It's possible because I saw a lot of 20 gigs sitting around, you know, at the time. I personally said I was going to get the 60 right away. I wasn't going to settle for the 20. Other people, though, they don't need the wireless. They don't need the card reader, things like that. 20 gig makes sense. You know, again, I'm not running Sony. I don't know what all the business stuff is that you have to deal with. Personally, I think it's a bad idea. Now, you know, they're talking about bringing that 80 gig version out, and that rumor is still flying around. God, please don't let that happen. I really hope they don't because it's so easy to put a new hard drive into these machines on your own for a decent price. Um, I, I I always go by the motto, keep it simple, stupid. And just, they need to stop fucking with things all the time and just, you know, choose a model and stick with it. Now, if they want to bring out a 160 gig model, that I can see if, if they start adding movie downloads, you know, things like that. But there's no reason. I mean, Christ, I put a ton of stuff on my PS3, and I still have 34 gig free. So I don't know. I, I think it's a dumb idea. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I'm gonna have to disagree with you because if it sold well, if the 20 gigabyte sold well, and people did think of it as a viable option, Sony would still keep it around. But the True. fact of the matter is, anybody who's actually gonna spend big money on a PS3. Anybody who's actually serious about getting one is going to go ahead and get the 60-gigabyte one. Well, but and I think they should have at least waited until the Elite came out. Because when the Elite comes out at 479 and somebody goes into a store and sees that or sees the PS3 20-gig for, for 20 bucks more, that might have actually started helping sales on the PS3 20-gig. Uh, I, I don't know about that. I mean, it's... 
it's a gimped version. I mean, and here's the thing. I am I don't like multiple SKUs. It's a dumb idea. When the Core and Premium came out on the 360, I thought that was a dumb idea. But apparently Microsoft says the Core sells well, which just baffles me. Anybody who's dumb enough to get that. But, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, like I said, people, people spoke. They spoke with their wallets. And like you said, Sony, why would Sony lie about the sales ratio of the 20 game? The fact of the matter is, it's not selling. But again, I, I personally believe that it might start selling once the Elite comes out. But that's my opinion, and you know, I don't know. I, and but the thing is, if they're going to have a 60 gig and an 80 gig, that's just dumb too. I mean, you're you're talking yeah. about 20 gig difference, and it's the same system unless they do something else to it. But I don't know. I, I wish they would just find something that they want to stick to and just stick with it. If they're going to make a jump, make a significant jump, not a 20 gig jump. Either replace the 60 gig with an 80 gig and have the same exact system. I mean, if they put 20 gig more in, it's not going to really piss off a lot of 60, 60 gig owners. It's not, because if we go up on a hard drive, we're going to go to a 160 or a 300 or something. 20 more gig, I really don't give a shit about, personally. Agreed. Uh, it should also be noted that the uh, the 20 gigabyte model did not launch in Europe. You could only get the 60 gigabyte model. Right. And if you're in Japan, the 20 gigabyte model is still going to be manufactured for the Japanese audience. So they're trying to get as many Japanese people as they can. Yeah, it's. Uh, we'll have to see how this pans out. That honestly, this isn't to me. This isn't a big deal. I like the fact that there's only one skew. That's why. That's the one of the few things I liked about the Wii. There was one of them. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna go ahead and move on to um, everyone's favorite loudmouth, belligerent, angry, swearing game developer David Jaffe. And my personal favorite. Yeah, he's uh, he's made Twisted Metal, he's made the original God of War, and he's working on a new game called Calling All Cars, but we'll get to that in a second. But in a recent interview on GameTrailers.com Gamehead, which also airs on Spike TV, he was interviewed by uh, Jeff Keighley, who's actually one of the smartest dudes in the journalism industry, the video game journalism industry at least, and he asked him, what would you have done differently if you were designing the PlayStation 3? And David Jaffe said, uh, and this is a quote, I'm probably going to regret saying this because I know it's going to bite me in the ass three or four years from now, but I would have taken the Blu-ray out and sold it cheaper. And then he said and something he, else. Why don't you go ahead and tell us? Well, then he said, but Sony, or I, I don't know the exact quote. I watched that bonus round today, and he said basically, but the people at Sony are a lot smarter than me, and they probably know what they're doing. Just like they did with the PS2, I probably would have... I probably wouldn't have gone the exact direction they did with the PS2, and look how that turned out. So, you know, you see this little this little blurb at the end of the bonus round on, on part two, and that's what a lot of people were going crazy about on the internet because all they said, or all they showed him saying was, well, I wouldn't have put the Blu-ray in it, and I would have sold it cheaper. But they didn't show him basically qualifying that by saying, but, you know, I'm not as smart as Sony when it comes to these kind of things. They're probably making the right decision. And that's why yeah, he said he's probably going to get bit in the ass in about three or four years. Yeah, try about three or four minutes. Um, this is a classic example of the internet exploding over something ridiculous. Uh, like he said, he backed it up. He said, uh, but, you know, I don't make decisions like that. And people are reading this as he's jumping ship. He doesn't like Sony anymore, which is ridiculous. Right. He said a hundred times that he loves working with Sony, and he's the only, he's the only company he'd ever want to work for is Sony. So 
read well, into never, this. Go they've ahead. Never given, they've never given him a reason not not to be happy. Um, the way he talks on his blog and everything else, they, they give him so much freedom, and they let him do what he needs to do, and they they fund him, and he, they, he says they've always taken care of him, and he's been very happy with him. So, you know, there's always all these rumblings going around that maybe he might start his own studio, but at the same time, if they do that, it's probably going to be one of those things where Sony funds that studio as well. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I honestly wouldn't read too much into this if, I'd, I'm sure he might. You, I mean, yeah, it's it's just uh, it's like reading. It's it's like when you watch a movie trailer to a horrible movie, and then you see a quote with dots in front of it, dots on the back of it, that says like "This movie's great." Yeah, exactly. The and then you quote, see the full quote. <laughs> this this movie is a great big pile of shit. Exactly. But, uh, okay, we're going to go ahead and move on to another bit of David Jaffe news. According to his blog, uh, David Jaffe's Game Design, Calling All Cars, his uh, his uh, NBA Jam and Geometry Wars-inspired PlayStation Network downloadable game, is completed and will be out on the 20th. Well, he hasn't, he hasn't officially said it's going to be on the 20th yet because it has to pass... Uh, QA and he, I checked the that's blog about an hour ago. Right, that's the estimate. He said if everything goes through QA, it should be up this Thursday. Again, who knows if they want to push that back a week because another game's coming out this week. So I don't know for sure, but and I checked his blog today. I actually put a question up there saying, "Is everything going all right?" And he hasn't answered yet. So uh, as far as we know, we might see it on the twentieth. Yeah, and uh, Torgo mentioned the other game. And that other game is Super Rub-A-Dub, you know, continuing uh, Phil Harrison's obsession with duckies and bathtubs. They went and made a game about it where you control a ducky and you take him to the end of a level without getting blown up by pirate ships. That is done, and it is also supposed to be out this week. And it's actually already out in Europe. And I was listening to a podcast from Europe, uh, the one that Three Speech talks about, and they were talking a little bit about the game, and actually, the three guys that were on the web podcast sound like they're pretty much addicted to the game. So I'm kind of looking forward to it now. Yeah. So are you going to pick up either Calling All Cars or Super Rub a Dub? I'm definitely picking up uh, Calling All Cars. It looks like a game that I would love. Uh, Super Rub a Dub, I'll, I'll download that, the demo. But I have a feeling I'm probably going to pick it up because it's one of those simplistic, addictive games um, that I'll end up playing a lot more than I ever thought I would. But I'll try the demo on for that one. Yeah, that happened to me with uh, Marvel Blast Ultra on the Xbox 360. Yeah. Like, that was the only game I played on the 360 for five months was Marvel Blast Ultra. I don't know. I'll have to give that a try. After after hearing those guys talk about it today, I'm a little more interested in it. All right. Um, so, on to more PlayStation Network game news. Capcom announced recently at their Gamers Day that they're going to be putting on Super... Street Fighter 2 Turbo HD Remix, and my favorite game of all time, Super Puzzle Fighter 2, on the PlayStation 3 Store and Xbox Live Arcade. Hell yeah. You guys are so mental over that Puzzle Fighter 2, I've never played one of those, ever. Oh, man. Dude, you're going to buy it, (laughs) and you're not going to leave your house. Well, if it's online, it'll be cool, and I think it is going to be online. I believe they said it is, so that'll that'll be neat. It is one of the more addicting and cutesy and awesome. <laughs> and it's so awesome. Uh, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo HD. God, I can't. we need a longer title for that. 
that looks really cool to me because they're redoing all the art and they're making it more high res looking. They're not actually adding any frames of animation uh, because they said it would throw off the timings, but they're completely redoing all the artwork, com- you know, completely all the backgrounds, all the all the characters, everything. And the small shots that I've seen of some of the artwork just look awesome. Yeah, so it's some of the more detailed sprites you'll ever see in a video game. It's yeah, pretty phenomenal what they showed. It's going to be pretty pretty nicely graphically intense. So I'm I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, I uh, agreed. It's going to be a lot of fun with both those games, but. Once again, Super Puzzle Fighter 2! Yes! Eh, I'll give her a try. Everybody, everybody on TFL that, that plays it is just mental over it, and you're mental over it. And uh, I think they actually were playing it at the TFL Daryl's. I, I remember seeing something like that being played. So, um, if you ever see midget Street Fighter characters, you know what's on. Yeah, that, and that's that's what actually brings it to mind. I thought I saw that going on. So they were probably playing it on the Dreamcast. Yeah, okay, so on to our next news. And this is some pretty big news. Hideo Kojima recently talked at Kotaku.com, and he basically said that Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots will remain a PlayStation 3 exclusive. Hey, they kept it exclusive. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Here's the thing. He said that he uh, used a really weird analogy. He basically called the PlayStation 3, more specifically Blu-ray, the movie theater. And he said the Xbox 360 is more like a DVD play yeah. home because obviously it plays on DVD and Metal Gear Solid 4 is a movie theater experience well I mean who knows you know he's, he's talking in riddles almost like every script for every one of the Metal Gear Solid games he's goddamn Yoda of the industry yeah um, obviously I don't know if he's just giving us a line or if you know if they if, if he just wants to stay loyal to the Sony brand or I don't know. I don't know if Sony threw some money at him, which I hope they did if they needed to. Um, who knows if he just needed all the space on the Blu-ray. Maybe this is one of those first games that we were looking for that actually takes up all the space on Blu-ray, not just to localize the game, but to actually, for all the artwork and all the all the uh, dialogue and all the music. Who knows if maybe... Yeah, I, I would say maybe he wants his music uncompressed or something to that effect. Who knows? Higher-res there- textures... There is indeed rumor afoot that uh, when Metal Gear Solid 3 came out, it was one of the most chocked-full DVDs on the system, and they were actually cutting stuff out because they couldn't put it all on one disc. So, um, now, here's the thing. This is Hideo Kojima talking. This is not Konami talking. Because Konami, a year down the road when Metal Gear Solid 4 is released... By the way, that's not coming out in 07. Oh yeah, there's um, no way that's coming out. Yeah, no way. I mean, have you? Have we even? Did he say anything about a release date or a possible? Uh, there's always been rumor that it was going to be 07, but uh, has any Metal Gear Solid game ever come out in the year that they said it was going to come out? No. No. <laughs> so Trust we'll see me, it in 08, probably. I'm about the biggest Metal Gear fan you'll you'll ever find. Um, or they could just really surprise us, and the game has basically been done for two months already, and they've just been tweaking it. Who knows? No, no, it's not a Wii game made by Nintendo. <laughs> oh, Hi-oh! dude, Mario Galaxy's done. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, um, but that's the thing. So you're down the road when it's released. It might it might sell well for a PS3 game, but still, that game is probably uber expensive to make given its production values and how many people work on it. Uh, Konami might decide just to bring on somebody else and say. Here, take this and make it a 360 game. Right. 
Well, and, and I'm trying to remember who the developer was that I, I was reading the interview with. I don't know if it was the guy from Factor 5 or not. I, it might have actually been Kojima. But somebody was saying that um, if you want to make a... I think it was Kojima. He was saying that if you want to make a cross-platform game, the best way to do it is to program it or develop it for the PS3 first and then port it to the 360. Because if you do it on the 360 and then over to the PS3, it's more difficult because the tools are so different. But if you have all the assets and everything built on the PS3 already, it's much easier to take that over to the 360 using their tools. So, you know, that could happen down the road. That happened with, you know, the, they took Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 over to the Xbox, if I remember correctly. Oh, no. 3 didn't come out, but 2 it did. It just did. Out, yeah, 2 came out. And it didn't sell well at all. I mean, it sold right. like crap. And the thing is, Metal Gear Solid 4 on the 3S3, it's a system seller. And nobody can deny that. It's a system seller, and... Again, who knows what happened in the background? Who knows if Sony went to him and said, here's some cash. We know it's going to be expensive to make. Here's some cash. We want to keep this exclusive. We love you. Yeah, we love you guys so much. We love you guys. Oh, God. So, All right. So, yeah, we'll have to see how that transpires. Now, uh, here's some really awesome news that both you and me are very psyched about. Yeah. And why don't you go ahead and take it away? Uh, Lair for the PlayStation 3, they finally started Kick showing, ass. Yeah, finally started seeing some high-definition videos. Uh, IGM posted some which were mediocre. Game Trailers posted some high-def videos that are just astounding. Um, man, that game looks so sweet. And <clears throat> one thing that I took from it that a lot of people don't is I have a feeling the sound design is going to be incredible on that game. 7.1 uncompressed audio through HDMI. Um, Factor Five is known really well for their for their um, for their sound design. Plus, a full orchestral soundtrack by a, a movie soundtrack guy. This guy has done actual movie soundtracks for very big movies. I can't remember the names of them right now. Yeah, he's done Sin City. He's done The Passion of the Christ. Right. And did Grindhouse. I think he did Grindhouse. Just, uh, I don't know if he did Grindhouse or not. I know he did Sin City, but just. Like all the stuff going on when when you're watching these, and and, and it kind of goes in false stereo on my on my computer on those videos, but just all the fireballs flying behind you and everything else, you could still hear them kind of. Oh man, that game is gonna the sound in that game is just gonna move around like crazy. So yeah, I'm I'm actually really psyched. And people have you know you go out to all the forums everywhere and everybody ah oh, the frame it looks like shit and everything else. The developers tell you right on the developer walkthrough on uh, game trailers that the frame rate's the last thing they work on. They're yeah, just getting everything into the game, and they tweak the game into the frame rate. Yeah, and they said that the frame rate will be solid at 30 frames per second, or they will not release the game. And the yeah. nice thing is, they actually... And I'm really happy about this, because I always bitch about motion control on some games on the Wii and everything else, how they're tacked on. They Originally, I guess when they showed the game last year at E3, you had to use the motion control in the air and on the ground. They started playing around with it more, and they decided that on the ground it just didn't work right. So they took it out, and now you use the analog sticks and the buttons. So yeah, I think you're... his exact wording was, uh, we only use 6-axis where 6-axis is the best way to use it. Exactly, and I'm so happy to hear that. Um, man, that game looks awesome. I I could talk for probably an hour about how, how good that game looks, and the funny thing was, originally before the PS3 came out and they showed that concept video of Lair, I wasn't that impressed. I was like, eh, whatever, dragon game, whatever. Now I see the game in motion and I see this huge spinning mountain with these big faces on it. That uh... Did you see the fucking mile-long worm boss fight? <laughs> no, oh yeah. Oh my oh. god, this game looks awesome. 
So I'm, I'm actually really psyched for it. I know there's some other people that aren't very psyched for it. Eh, you know, it might not be your cup of tea, but I'm telling you right now, this game is going to be what the, the original Star Wars game on the GameCube was for me. It, it's just going to blow me away, I know. Well, that's the only thing I'm really worried about, because it is made by Factor 5. Is this going to be Rogue Squadron with dragons? It looks like it's a lot more deep, especially when you get on the ground and you have to start eating and, and, and spitting fire at over 2,000 troops, and they all have their own AI. Or at least they have troop AI. I don't know if each individual character does, but... Um, now, does know, this game have multiplayer? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, I think they I'd, said they I wanted would, that just to have the, uh, the the single player experience. I don't think they made it in, in multiplayer. I would I would much rather just have no multiplayer than tacked on multiplayer. Exactly. Uh, but full 1080p, uh, 7.1 uncompressed sound, basically anything that you want the PS3 to do, and you want you want to show off your PS3, this game's going to support it pretty much. So uh, I I think this game's going to be a lot better than a lot of people gave it credit for. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this game. Yeah, um, me too. It just looks amazing. It's a confirmed PS3 exclusive. Yep. It's coming out. I kind of compared it to Dead Rising and what, because it's coming out in July. Right. And July is about the worst time of the year for gamers because there is just a dearth of games coming out. There's nothing. Right. Nothing comes out, and there will be this one shining beacon in the middle of July. That everyone is just going to run to. And that's what Dead Rising was, and that's what this will be. Yeah, this game's going to be fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah, it's, it's going to be pretty awesome. So our next story is uh, some people are reporting that some of the newer models of the PlayStation 3, when, uh, when the fans turn on, are experiencing a very high-pitched whining sound. Right. And I've read that in a couple of different areas. Um, they've actually got um, a set of serial numbers or a range of serial numbers uh, to avoid if you can. Uh, they say that they're saying that those are the defective units. Any of them that say CE one three three two one two, you know XXX, uh, or CE one three three one nine zero XXX. So uh, the last three X's are really what you're looking for as well. But um, <clears throat> or those are the the wild cards. So you want to stay away from those. Uh, we will post that up on the on our website as well, and including all the other links for all the stories we talk about. Um, but yeah, if if you go to buy a PS3, try to check the serial number beforehand, which you should be able to do, and avoid those models. Yeah, have you have you heard one of these actual PS3s in action? Oh, the no. whining sound. I haven't. No, no, no. I looked on YouTube to see if somebody had. Because every you know every time like the Red Ring of Death came up on the 360 or whatever, somebody always posted something on YouTube. I haven't found one yet. So, but I have seen it on Kotaku. I've seen it out on NeoGaf. I've seen it. There's a small thread out on the official PlayStation 3 forums, but it doesn't seem to be a huge thing. And Sony actually hasn't even responded to it yet. So I don't know if they're just kind of just handling it on a on a call by call basis or what. Yeah, I um. You mentioned the Red Ring of Death. I just wanted to mention that I think my 360 is bulletproof. Oh, man. Uh, you were no, just playing it's, with fire. It's, it's a launch day 360. It hasn't froze on me once. Oh, I've gone through many updates where people have said, oh, it brick systems never happened. I downloaded the new Guitar Hero 2 update last night. Nothing happened. It's not going down, baby. Man, you are, you are just Ever. playing with fire. You might, as well just, you might as well go piss on a priest's grave while you're at it. <laughs> 
where'd you get that one? I don't know, I just made it up. Oh, yeah, it's not going down, dude. This thing is going to be fucking oh, on forever. I'll make sure to write this down for the future. Alright, so, uh, our next story, uh, why don't you go ahead and talk about this one? I haven't got a chance to do it yet. Uh, the God of War 2 developers, we had that little countdown page, and kind of lame that this is all there was on it, to be honest, but uh, the page had a countdown going on it. We were all expecting maybe God of War 3 on the PS3 being announced, God of War on the PSP being announced. No, the developers showed us how to get a quote-unquote higher-res version of God of War 2 running in the U.S. Now, this isn't actually available in in the U.K. because they needed the extra disk space, but uh, I've got the instructions up on our site. Uh, Basically, you hold down L1, L2, L3, square and circle, before even the legal screen comes up. And this does work on the PS3, by the way. Uh, if you do it right, the, the legal screen comes up, so, you know, Sony presents, whatever, and it'll be purple. And basically, it just adds higher res assets, like the textures are a little bit higher res, things like that. Not a huge difference, and actually it knocks down the frame rate by a couple of frames. It's really not noticeable. Uh, there is a video up on game trailers to show the difference between the two. They have them running side by side, and you can see the differences. It's, it's kind of funny. It runs in the same resolution, uh, which is like 640 by 487 or something like that. It's really weird. 480p, basically, uh, which the game already supports, but the actual assets themselves are higher res. Um, and that's why I said quote-unquote high res, because it's not high res. It's not 720p. It's not 1080i or anything like that. The textures themselves are just crisper and cleaner. Yeah. Have you ever heard of anything like this? Um, not really. I mean, I guess it, it's kind of funny. They said they kind of put it in as an afterthought. After they got the game done, they saw that they had some extra space left on the disc. They knew they could do it because they saw some extra space in the memory on the PS2, and they saw some extra space on the processor or whatever, and they said, well, let's give it a try. They kind of threw it in at the last minute, and it worked. So, uh. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of cool. I, I tried it. I, I Before I even posted it, I tried it on my PS3. Now, I actually plugged my PS3 controller in via USB since, you know, when you put a PS2 game in, the, the controller will shut off. Um, I plugged the, the, the controller in. It worked fine. worked the first time I tried it. And, I mean, I played it for... It's kind of funny. I haven't played God of War 2 yet because I've been trying to finish the first one. And uh, I uh, played it for a good hour. So, uh, it works fine. No glitches or anything. It is a cool game. That's man. That's that's a really good game. You haven't even gotten to some of the better <clears throat> boss fights in the game. No, nah, I'm probably not gonna play it again until I finish the first one. Or at least get really close to finishing the first one. Yeah, um, when you kill uh, Harry Hamlin, who reprises his role as Perseus from uh, Clash of the Titans, right? It's a pretty awesome death. <laughs> Sweet. Pretty much. All right. So is that it we got for there? Yeah. All right. I'm not a big Tekken guy, uh, so I'm gonna let you take this story as well. Um, in a new magazine in Japan, uh, some more details for Namco's new fighter, Tekken 6. This isn't an April Fool's one, is it? No, uh, Tekken 6 has already been worked on. They sh- I mean, they've been showing that, uh, that teaser video for a while. Um, basically just some character changes. Uh, every character is going to have new, uh, animations. Um, uh, it's kind of funny because they talk about all characters will have an item move. I really don't know what that means. This is a Japanese translation. Um, Yoshimitsu will... Sorry. I think they said Yoshimitsu might actually be changed the most. They consider him more of an expert character now. So it almost sounds like they're doing different tiers of characters. I don't know. 
it's really weird, but it's nice to see that that, that uh, some info is coming out. This is actually going to be based on the PlayStation 3 version of uh, of arcade hardware. So the arcade hardware is going to be based on the PS3 architecture. So when they port it to the PS3, everything will be right there. So getting it out on the PS3 is going to be really quick, which is nice because I really know. like Tekken. I love Tekken. Yeah, uh, I, I've always been much more of a virtual fighter guy, but Tekken is is a really fun multiplayer. Like you can have a lot of fun with a lot of people in a room playing. Uh, oh yeah, playing Tekken. Well, we proved that at the Daryls with Dark Resurrection. I mean, pretty much everybody was just huddled around the LCD playing Tekken Dark Resurrection, the Japanese version, and and we had a blast with it. Now, uh, speaking of uh, the, the Daryls and the Team Fremont guys. Now, did you by chance listen to the new yeah. TFL? I was uh, in now, tears today. Take on oh, me. Oh, man. I was in tears. Oh, it was so good. Basically, uh, these guys got drunk off their ass and did a review of Sing Star Pop. Uh, John did the worst um, <laughs> take on me by AHA you've ever heard. <laughs> oh, I think he's going to take offense at that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bring it on, Johnny boy. <laughs> And uh, uh, what did Hilton say? Oh, yeah, they sang uh, Britney Spears. Oh, uh, it was even worse at the end of the podcast because worse in terms of me crying because uh, you had Hilton and Moe singing, um, not Beyonce, uh, Destiny's Child song, uh, oh, Survivor. Oh, oh man. I, <laughs> I was sitting at my desk at work, and I'm trying not to laugh because I got people sitting around me, and I was just dying. So, but the, the funny, well, and what we're talking about here is there's a weekly blog, blog for SingStar for the PS3, and they've pretty much come out and said it's almost done. It's pretty much ready to go, and I hate to admit it, but I have a feeling I'm buying it. I'm not. You can go ahead and take that yeah, one. Yeah, I, I don't know why. Uh, I think it's because I can't play Guitar Hero 2 or Guitar Heroes with my with my crappy hand or whatever, but I have a really sneaking suspicion that I'm going to end up buying this game. And just reading that blog, I mean, they're putting a lot into this game, and, and you know, the TFL guys... Um, Mo especially reviewed it and, and was talking about the differences between this and the and Karaoke Revolution and they all seemed really impressed with the game actually and that was the PS2 version um, they're talking really about downloadable content they haven't really said how much songs are going to cost I hope they don't go the Guitar Hero 2 on the 360 route with the pricing but um, you know they've got 6 few, bucks for 3 songs uh, six, oh god 695 wasn't there is it just 6 it's six twenty-five. I'm okay, sorry. Okay, six twenty-five for three sign. Eh, it's a little much. Um, so you know they haven't come out with pricing yet, but I have a feeling it's going to be a little bit less. Personally, just because Sony's their own music company and they have a huge library. I mean, Sony owns a lot of music uh, divisions or music labels. So they're talking about hundreds of songs are already ready to download on the test uh, site. Um, it's a really great concept that that's going to happen with Guitar Hero 2 and 3, I'm sure. But really neat concept, and that's this is one of those next-generation things where you have a nice big hard drive, you can start downloading all this stuff. I, I'm actually getting a little excited about this game, and I don't know why. It's gonna be That's going to be my guilty pleasure of 2007, I think. I might. I mean, I, I don't know. Here's the thing. Like you said, the the reason it's going to be a lot better than most of the other ones is because you're going to have a choice of songs. Right, you're not stuck now, to thirty songs in the day. Yeah, like yeah, like John Mo said, the reason Singstar Pop sucks is because it's got fucking Avril Lavigne and Hoopa Stank and Ashley Simpson and Britney Spears in it. You want to sing those? No, not really. 
Uh-uh. You do want to see Take On Me by AHA. Uh, I did enough of that when I was playing it off of a 45 in junior high. Oh, man. <laughs> 45? <laughs> yes, I did. I had a 45 of that, and I had a 45 of some Duran Duran songs. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, so the next story is um, the long, 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 long awaited Team Fortress 2. That game's never coming out. Uh, well, no, it is. This time it is. Um, <clears throat> it's basically going to be coming in the Half Life 2 Orange Box, which is another long, long, long awaited and basically is only. St- Staying, oh, is only still waiting for it is because Valve fucked up episodic content so badly. Oh, yeah. With their app. Okay, so when did Half Life 2 Episode 1 come out? Oh, God, was that like, uh. Like February of Feb- last year? I was thinking, yeah. No, not last year. It came out. Oh, man, you're gonna, you're gonna really rack my brain here. It came out last year. I, I remember I bought it at Target. I didn't download it, uh, because Target had it on sale. But yeah, episode of content content means you're supposed to bring it out, you know, pretty soon after the next. Yeah, one. they originally and, said every three months. And yeah, every three years apparently. So about a year later, uh, and it's going to be a year and a half because Half Life Two Episode Two is going to be coming out in September, right. and that's when we're going to get the Orange Box, which will include Half Life Two, Half Life Two Episode One and Two, Portal, and Team Fortress Two, the game we're talking about right now. Now, one of the rumors afoot is that. With games for Windows Live and Xbox Live, the game is going to be back. Um, it might possibly have crossplay between the two versions. However, PlayStation 3 version of the Half-Life 1 Orange Box will not have cl- cross-platform play. And that makes sense. Yeah, it, I mean, this isn't really a. Yeah, dog Xbox Live PS3. is a closed system. That's why you'll never see cross-platform gaming between the two platforms unless there's someone like an EA who gets to run their own servers. Well, actually, uh, that's kind of not true because uh, on Final Fantasy XI, I play people on the PS2, and then right, I also but, play but people what on I, the PC. But I just said they run their own servers. That's why you have to log out of Xbox Live and go into their servers. Yeah, good point. See, Xbox Live is a completely closed platform. They have their own their own proprietary formats for for you know traffic and traffic shaping, and I'm sure all the other stuff. And, and that makes sense, you know. They, this game, games for Windows Live thing, I was on the beta. Eh, okay. I'm luckily you don't have to pay another fifty bucks for it. If you have an Xbox Live uh, Gold membership on the 360, it works for the Windows one. But at the same time, this is scaring a lot of Windows users because now all of a sudden, what do they want us to start using their proprietary system? That's bullshit. That's that's one nice thing about having a PC and being a PC gamer is that is that uh, you know you're, it's free online. So yeah, I, I honestly, when I first heard that games for Windows Live is going to cost fifty dollars, I knew right there it was going to fail, because the PC gaming market is an entire, the hardcore PC gaming market is an entirely different breed of gamers from the console market. Right. They don't want to pay for this. Well, and the funny thing is, you know, you've got guys that want to play World of Warcraft that don't want to pay the monthly fee. There's local servers that you can download that are cracked and run your own local servers for a LAN party or whatever else. And people do that because they don't want to pay the monthly fee. And now they think this Games for Windows is going to work at 50 bucks a year. No, 60 bucks a year. Now, like I said, if you're paying for it on the 360, at least you get it on the PC automatically and you're not paying it again. Because I'll tell you what, 
if they wanted me to pay 60 bucks a year to play online on my PC and pay 60 bucks a year for my 360, I'd fly to Redmond and flip flip Bill Gates the bird right to his face. There's no way in hell I would ever do that. Yeah, and if you do do that, you're indeed part of the problem. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's the solution. <laughs> Shh, don't tell him that. Yeah. All right, so we're going to go ahead and move right on to this week in the PlayStation Store. Now, uh, kind of a slow week. Uh, mm-hmm. The only things that are really out is we have, as we said earlier, Mortal Kombat 2. And we have a video for Mortal Kombat 2 showing off some gameplay footage, etc., in case you haven't seen Mortal Kombat 2 in action. After that, we have a new trailer for my most anticipated game of the year, Little Big Planet. Right. Uh, shows off just how adorable it is. And it shows pretty much that full walkthrough that they showed at the GDC, but the nice thing is it's really high def. I mean, it's it's gorgeous. Yeah, it looks great. It's a huge and, file, uh, though. Yeah, it is pretty big. I'm gonna I'm actually going to start downloading it right now. And then after that, yeah. we don't have... do it right now while we're on while we're on the network. You'll probably take your microphone down to a crawl. Oh yeah, good point. Okay, <laughs> all right. So after that, uh, we have a the final official trailer for Spider-Man Three. Hell yeah! Yeah, and it shows some extended footage. They finally show some Sandman stuff, which is nice. It's all this. They basically took the two trailers that they've had out before and put them together. Yeah, they're doing a very good job of not spoiling uh, the movie through the trailers. Right. So. And that's really all that we have for this week in the PlayStation Store. But like we said, it looks like Calling All Cars and Super Rub-A-Dub could very well both be coming out within the next week. So we'll let to see how that transpires. That'll be sweet. Yeah, I hope so. All right, so now we have new releases on the PS3 game-wise. Jack shit, once again. Or is this Jack shit 2, The Revenge? It, no, Jack Shit 2 Electric Boogaloo. Of course, Electric Boogaloo. Actually, this is Jack Shit 3. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, the final frontier. Uh, no, wait, that's Jack Shit no, 5. Search for Spock. Yeah. There, no, wait, uh, Jack Shit 5, the, the search for no shit. Right, there you go. Yeah. Star Trek 5. Oh, God. That's probably the worst film made. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, worse. Anywho, <laughs> let's go ahead and uh, talk about the new Blu-ray releases for this week. First off, I still haven't been able to find Dragon Slayer. Fuck. Ah. All right, so we've got uh, seven movies coming out this week. Um, the first movie we have is Deja Vu with uh, Denzel Washington. Did you actually see this movie? I want to wait until that comes to HBO. Yeah, I have heard uh, I've heard you've seen it before, which is kind of convenient. Yeah, exactly. Um, next we have Failure to Launch. Uh, do we need that on Blu-ray? Uh, no. Didn't that have Terry Bradshaw in it? I think so. He was his dad or something. Ugh. Yeah. Okay, then we have a Night at the Museum, which I actually saw in the theaters and I liked. Uh, I'm not a Ben Stiller fan. I can't stand him. Well, here's the thing. There is no better human being in Hollywood to play Theodore Roosevelt than Robin Williams. Yeah. That's about the best casting you could ever possibly imagine. I just, I have a real hard time going to see any movie with Ben Stiller in it. He almost, he almost ruined Dodgeball for me. So I, he's a great writer. I just can't stand him as an actor. So that's me. It's one of my, my, my downfalls. All right. Well, uh, next we have Planet Earth, the complete collection. And I'll be buying that because my parents love that series 
So once they get a Blu-ray player, which will probably be me buying them that for Christmas, I will be giving them that, that box set. They, uh, You're the every, best son ever. Uh, I love my parents. Every time I show up there, well, they, they have a big Samsung DLP 50-inch screen at the house now, and I hooked everything up for them. And my stepfather watches Planet Earth anytime it's on, and he absolutely loves it. So I'll be getting them that, that package. All right, cool. Next we have the Academy Award-winning film The Queen. Yeah. Eh, not our thing. We'd rather watch Star Trek V. I don't know about that, but... Okay, next we have Secret Window. Wasn't that the movie where uh, Johnny Depp killed people or something? Yeah, John Turturro uh, shows up and says, You stole my You stole my story. Yeah, yeah, again, it's based on a Stephen King novel, but strays wildly from it, and it's just not that great of a movie. Well, okay, let's not forget that the most accurate Stephen King movies are the worst ones. True. But this this rate rates about a 6.4 out of 10, so... Have you seen the trailer for, uh, what's it called, 1218? Room, uh, room oh, with uh, John Cusack? Yeah, that looks pretty cool. That looks interesting. It actually reminds me of, wasn't there a, a video game like, uh, I don't want to say Silent Hill 4 or something, but I think yeah, there was Silent a game Hill where, you're, it was, uh, where you're stuck you in were, a hotel room or something. No, you were trapped in your apartment. Yeah, that's, what's, that's exactly what came to mind when I saw that trailer. That, that game had some pretty weird shit in it. That's what I've heard. Well, it is a Silent Hill game. Exactly. And the last thing we have for you today on Blu-ray is Ultimate Avengers Collection. It is a compilation of the Ultimate Avengers 1 and 2 animated movies. Hmm. And John at Team Fremont has both these, and he said the first one is much, much better than the second one, but the second one's still okay. Right. Who knows how much they up it or anything else for Blu-ray, though. I'll have to wait for a review on that. Well, yeah, well, we will. Um I don't think either of us are going to buy it, so... Doubt it. I'm not a Marvel guy, so... Yeah, okay, so we have one more thing for today, and I think you need to take it away, Torgi. We have one more thing, really? Oh, yeah, yes, yes. Yes, I, one more thing. <laughs> I finally... Uh, you, 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 you totally screwed me up because I didn't have it in front of me. Uh, I finally got my copy of District B13 on Blu-ray. This is a... Movie produced by Luc Besson, who is the director of The Fifth Element, also produced uh, the Transporter movies. It's a French film, uh, actually under the Magnolia uh, label, which is uh, Mark Cuban's movie company. Uh, and Mark Cuban's one of my personal high-def uh, uh, heroes. Mark um, Cuban is my hero. Yeah, he's he's definitely one of the, the best behind pushing Blu-ray, and or not just Blu-ray, high-def in, in general. Uh, HDNet, both of those channels are incredible, so... Uh, I picked it up from Amazon on sale. I hadn't heard much about it. I got to see the trailer. A little bit different than I thought it was going to be after seeing the trailer. Uh, a lot of action, but uh, not as much as I thought there was going to be in the movie. I don't even want to describe the storyline. It, it's kind of it's pretty loose. It's The, the fighting style is pretty sweet, though. It's, it's basically um, in Casino Royale when he's chasing that bomb maker and he's doing all those weird jumps and everything else. That's the fighting style in this movie. Jeez. I don't know if you heard that, but somebody just drove by on the biggest Harley I've ever heard. Anyway, I'm sorry. (laughs) That was weird. Um, Anyway. uh, Is there a motorcycle scene in the movie? Uh, No, I don't believe there's a motorcycle scene, but... Oh, yeah, there is. Actually, there is a motorcycle scene, so there we go. That was from the movie. Um, No, uh, it's that fighting style, and, and when they have the fighting scenes, they're incredible. Um, technically, this is one of the most technically nice Blu-rays I've gotten. 
Uh, the picture is flawless. The colors are really vibrant. Just everything about it is really well done. Uh, this is the first Blu-ray that I've gotten with DTS HD sound, which is uncompressed. Really moves around even in, you know, I, I played it with the French soundtrack uh, with subtitles, which I tried the English soundtrack because I figured action movie, do I really need to worry about the dialogue that much? The dubbed voices are so bad, you need to go to the French one. Um, They're always so bad. What'd you expect? Uh, yeah, I, I figured action flick, who cares, but it was Did bad. you watch the English version of Kung Fu Hustle? <laughs> no, I never have. Um, Rick, let's get up to the apartment. Yeah, I, well, yeah. But that one, at the same time, Kung Fu Hustle's more story-driven anyway. There was some great fighting, but it was still story-driven. But uh, This is pure action. They tried to kind of put a story into it. A couple twists and turns, nothing big. Um, really well acted in terms of just how they acted things out. And of course, I can't talk, speak of the dialogue because I was reading the subtitles. Um, would I buy it for full price? No way. For 15 bucks that I paid for it on Amazon, it was worth it. Uh, good action flick, good kind of mindless sit down for 89 minutes and just watch people beat the shit out of each other. Um, pretty corny, though. Corny story, but very very cool action. So, eh. I'd say if you get a chance, rent it. If you can find a cheap 10 bucks, 15 bucks, and you like action flicks, go for it. Uh, for full price, no, no F and Y. All right. Well, thank you, uh, Glenn, once again for your fantastic blue reviews. Now, hopefully next week I will be bringing you a review of Dragon's Lair. I'm trying hard to find it. I just can't find it anywhere. Not going to happen. I want it so bad. <laughs> that is my childhood, dude. It probably got pushed back. Well, now, here's the thing, because I went on eBay, and I saw a couple copies of it on eBay. Oh, really? So it's out there. I just hmm. don't know where it is. Oh, here we go. It's up on Amazon. It is? Yeah. But I don't like shopping online. I want to go to a store and get it. Dude, you live in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. What's the problem? Do you really have a lot of stores that carry Blu-ray yet? Uh, yeah. Again, oh, really? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Where do you live? I live in a little shit town called Marshfield. It's 20,000 people strong. There's two million people in the Portland metropolitan area, dude. Oh, wow. All right. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Learn something new every day. Yeah. I got to represent the streets. Uh, Amazon has it for twenty seven ninety five. Uh, that sounds about right, what I'd pay for it. Yeah. But, uh, okay, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this week's episode. Uh, it's been a good episode. I'd like to thank you for coming on and doing this again. Don't forget to go to the website. PlayStationNationPodcast.com and uh, if you want, shoot us an email at ps3podcast at gmail.com if we get your letter and it's spelled correctly and punctuated correctly, we'll read it on the air. And one more thing, uh, if you've been on the website, you have noticed that episode one is finally up. Yay. Sorry. Episode sorry, one is up, but it's sorry. in two parts. I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that's my fault. Uh, the technical problems we were having. Technical problems with our website are now uh, gone. So Sounds it is showing up on iTunes. Gone, I miss. Yeah, uh, not just that. I, everything sounded bad. TalkShoe doesn't really do very well with the MP3s. Now, the nice thing is if we have to use TalkShoe again, I can record it locally so we don't have to use their MP3. Yes, agreed. So if that's it, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. On uh, behalf of everyone here at PlayStationNationPodcast.com, this is Jared Johnson. And this is Glenn. All right, thank you very much. And remember, Podcast Beyond. Dragon's Lair, a fantasy adventure where you become a valiant knight on a quest to rescue the fair princess from the clutches of an evil dragon. <laughs> 
You control the actions of a daring adventurer finding his way through the castle of a dark wizard who has encountered it with treacherous monsters and obstacles. In the mysterious caverns below the castle, your odyssey continues against the awesome forces that oppose your efforts to reach the dragon's lair. Lead on, adventurer. Your quest awaits.